God bless you. This is Pastor David Rangel. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that it's been a blessing for you and for you, the, your family and your friends and those that have been uh, connecting with us. Father, we just pray that God would just uh, use this um, humble voice and this humbled ministry just to be a blessing to y'all. Uh, let people know about us. Uh, sh- uh, give the word out. If it's been a blessing for you, I believe it can be a blessing for somebody else. He's no respecter of persons. If he can do it with us, he'll do it with anybody else. Get the word out. Let them know. Uh, let them know about our, our ministry. Let them know that we're we're on and uh, there's the other uh, things that you, you can hear and and uh, and receive. And we just believe what the word of God says, that God is able. The Bible says in the, in uh, in Ephesians 3.20, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Uh, that's amazing to me because what God is saying is if you can ever, if you can think of a blessing, God says, if you allow me to use you, if you allow me to work through you, I can give you so much more than what you're actually imagining. I can do for you so much more than what you're believing me for. But there's a way of doing things. There's a there's a concept. There's a, a word. There's a leading in the word of God that uh, that we need to follow so that we can receive and uh, and gain the benefits because God is a good God. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. Somebody says, well, what's the will of God? Here's the will of God in a nutshell. Third John 2. He says, beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper. That you be in health even as your soul prospers. God is concerned not only about your spiritual life. He's not only concerned about your soul. He's concerned about your material living. He's concerned and he's able and willing to bless you abundantly. But we got to take his word for it. And we got to be we got to be led by it. In Second Peter chapter one, we're going to continue the teaching on open doors. Open doors. Second Peter chapter one, verse one through verse three. Uh, we started uh, a couple of days ago on some doors, and we got through uh, point number one, which is physical doors. Doors that are, that need to be applied on. You need to you need force to open. And, uh, but let's 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 begin here. This is our foundational scriptures, and then we'll we'll continue. Second Peter chapter uh, one, verse one through verse three. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to, ver- to glory and virtue. Watch this. There is a grace that God has given us. There is a peace that God has given us. There is a, a blessing. There is a word that he's released upon our lives. And we walk by grace. It's by his mercies that we're still here. And we've been through so much. And yet God God is uh, faithful and we're still here. And the Bible says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. There is a grace of God in your life. There is a peace of God. The word grace actually speaks of God's speed, God's ways. There's, a, there's, a, there's an environment, there's a, an atmosphere of God that he's released upon us. The word peace literally means not only the peace in your mind, but It literally means prosperity, blessings. So he says the blessing of the Lord can multiply the peace of God, the atmosphere of God, the presence of God, the agenda of God can multiply to you through the knowledge of God and of the Lord and of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
So there is a revelation through his word that multiplies what God has already given. So I thank God that he's given us grace and peace. But the Bible says that it can multiply. That's why there are some people that you can see that they're going through so much more. And it seems like they're just breezing right through it. Could it be that they have a word? They have a revelation. There's, they are connected and they're got, they're walking with, with wisdom and understanding and knowledge and revelation from the word of God. What I want you to be, I want you to be encouraged and I want you to, 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 to think about this, that God is no respecter of persons. If he gives, if he gives one a blessing, he's ready to give you also a blessing. He doesn't love one more than he loves the other. And he doesn't do for one more than he does for the other. He is a, he is a just God. So if, if you see a blessing in somebody else, it's only God letting you know, hey, I can, I can do the same thing for you. I can do the same thing for you. We have to apply to the, to the knowledge that we're receiving from the word of God, because there is a knowledge in the word of God that releases the grace and the peace of God in our lives. Let's continue. It says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to, to glory and virtue. Everything that pertains to life, he's already given to us. Everything that pertains to uh, the spiritual life, he's already made available. That's somewhat hard to conceive when it's when, when you are living and talking and, and thinking in the natural. But you got to receive this word that is a revelation from a supernatural God. For the scripture says he's already done it. I, I referred to Amos chapter 3 verse 7 the other day and, and I, I'm reminded and I'll say it again today. For the Bible says, and the Lord God will do nothing but reveal his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. God's already done the work. He sent his son. Jesus died for us. He rose uh, from the dead for us. We are justified, sanctified, separated, ordained, blessed, called, covered in the blood of Jesus. That's all ours already. But there is a word from God and there is revelation that we are to apply ourselves to. That until we learn and apply by it, we won't be able to experience all that God has for us. I asked the question, you know, to, to many people, uh, do you believe God's good? Well, and 99% and of the time is yes, I believe he's good. For those that believe that, that, that God exists. I mean, and then he said, and then I asked the same people, do you believe God uh, wants to bless you? Of course he does. Do you believe God is working things out for you? Yes. Okay. So the question is, what can we do to apply ourselves? Or I like to use the word position ourselves because I believe we need to position ourselves. We need to position our lives to be ready, to be uh, available, to qualify, to receive all that God has for us. There are what we call conditional blessings. He's a good God, but he is a good steward. He's a just God. He's not going to just release things just because he's good. There are things that need to be done. Things that, and he's given us his word to, uh, to live by, to go by. Let me take you to another scripture here just to show you, uh, what, what God is expecting for us or what his ways, because he is a God that knows all and, and has a way of living. He has, he's, Jesus Christ came and died for us and there's, there's something that he would require from us. There's a relationship that he wants us to have with him. There's a conversation and an ongoing every day throughout eternity conversation that he wants to have with us. God wants to speak to you. Somebody says, how? He speaks to you through your convictions, through your mind, through 
a teaching like this through a message, through a conversation. God, God has a way of getting his, of getting our attention. What we need to do is we need to be aware of His voice. Listen, to, listen to what Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse one and two says. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all His commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, and thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. God is saying, listen to me. There's something that I want to show you. There's something I want to tell you. There's something that I want to I want to release upon your life. And he says that when you listen to his voice and you go by his word, he says blessings will begin looking for you. You weren't called to look for a blessing. You weren't called to look for a mate. You weren't called to look for the job. Yes, be, uh, stay active. Go out there. Put yourself out. But trust that God will bring the individual to cross your path. God will lead you to the job that is destined for you. God will bless you and lead your life. For the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Steps. He can't lead you without you taking a step into it. He can't guide you until you take a step. What's the first step? Listen to his voice. Obey his word. So let's get into open doors. Open doors. I believe that was for somebody today. Uh, so uh, let's just thank God for that. Open doors. We talked about now, and we understand now by Second Peter chapter 1 that there are, he's already released blessings. He's already given us everything that we need in this life. We need money. We need health, relationship, position, ownership. God says, I've given you, I've given you the opportunity and I've given you keys to receive all these things. And he's also made it available to live a spiritual life for God is spirit. There are uh, things, there are ways, there are principles that we are to live by. So let's go to door number two, which I call code doors. Those doors, I'm sorry, that have a code. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. If you notice, um, I'm not going to give you anything outside of the Word of God. Um, somebody says, I want to talk to you about, about some things. I want to talk to you about God. I want I got some questions about my life. The first thing that comes into my mind is, and, the, and sometimes I even ask the question, do you believe that God exists and do you believe that this is the Word of God? Because that's, 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 that's very key because if you don't even accept this to be His Word, how is it that you would want to gain counsel from a book uh, called the Holy Bible when you don't even believe that this is from God? And yet we've, we've, it's gone through the test of time. Years, years. This has become years before we even existed. The Word of God already remained, was already established. But watch what he says in Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. Uh, he says, uh, let's read verse 18. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall now hurt them. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Signs. What are these signs? Miracles, signs, wonders, healings, victory, blessings. Isn't it amazing that the things that, that man is looking for through the system of the world, God has made it available in his kingdom. It's so, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Uh, 
go with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And let's read verse 13. He says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Watch this. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. To ask means to require or to demand. You have to require uh, of the things of God. God, this is what your word says. I believe it and I'm going to stand on it until something happens. So code, code doors or doors that have a code open only when you do certain things. And one of those things is obeying the word of God. You have to obey God and his word in order for some doors to open. I'm going to say that again. There are doors that, are, that, that we confront in, in this lifetime. That unless we obey God's word, those doors will never be opened. Therefore, obedience to God through his word is, is vital for us. It's important that we follow. I want to talk about faith doors now. Faith doors. In James chapter 2. In James chapter 2, let's listen to what the scripture says, verse 17 and 18, and then we're going to jump down to verse 20. 17 and 18. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Somebody might say, I have faith, but they never show any fruit of it. And yet Paul is talking to James and he's saying, but wait a minute, but I can, I can talk to you about my faith, but not only can I talk to you about it, I can show you my faith. Jump down to verse 20. But wilt thou, but wilt thou now know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Let's read that again. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? What's faith? Faith is having a conviction. Faith. Let, let, let's, let's give the elementary of faith. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith only comes by the word of God. The word of God is what's birthing the faith in you. What's faith? Faith is having convictions. Having a persuasion, you you have roots, you, you're grounded in what the Word of God says. You you have an attitude like it doesn't matter what people are telling me, doesn't matter what I feel in my body, doesn't matter what the circumstances is telling me, I choose to believe the Word of God. If He says that I am blessed, it doesn't matter. In the middle of a, a, of, a, of, a of a desert, God, you're going to bless me. In the, in the highest point of a mountain, and if I'm alone, God, you're going to supply my needs. I'm going to have faith and a conviction of your word. Circumstances should not change or, or alter the faith and the conviction that we have of the word of God. Whatever I'm going through is not going to change how I feel and how I see God. He is my God. He's my Savior. Jesus Christ is my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my supplier. I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to wait on him. I'm going to obey his word, even if it means going against the grain. And then he says, faith without works is dead. So your conviction, if you have a conviction about something and you don't do nothing with that conviction, it's dead. 
it's dead. So as you take action, faith doors begin to open. You have to act on the faith that you have. Somebody says, I have faith that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live better. I'm going to live healthier. Well, then take action on that. Start eating better. Start exercising. Start taking care of yourself based on the convictions that you're saying. Because it's worthless for you to say, I'm going to live better and still live and act and do the same things. Yeah, that, that's, that's ignorant. That's, that, that doesn't make sense. But if you're saying, I want to live better, I'm going to be healthier, well, then that means you're going to have to take action on your conviction and you're going to have to learn how to eat better, sleep better, take care of your body, exercise. What can you do? There are things that we can apply ourselves to in action based on the convictions that we have. And God says that a faith door cannot open until you take action based on the convictions that you have. If I believe that God is going to open doors for me, I have to make a move. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. He can't order, he can't direct the steps of somebody who doesn't even want to take a step to begin with. How do you expect him to lead you if you're just sitting there? Do something. Believe. Educate yourself. Encourage yourself if you have to. Build your confidence. Build the word of God in your life according to a certain situation. If you're sick, build your faith on, on healing scriptures. If you have a problem with relationships in a, in a relationship, get to know what God says about relationships. Get into the word of God. Get, build your, your faith. Build your convictions and then act upon what you know and what you're believing on. Because unless you take a, take a step, you might say you have faith. But the scripture talks about dead faith. You might have convictions, but if the convictions don't don't push you and don't motivate you to take a step, it's for nothing. Faith doors and a door uh, that 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 is by faith uh, only opens when you take action. When you take action, let's go to the next one. Acts chapter nine. Acts chapter nine. I'm going to talk about timing doors, doors of timing, timing doors. Because you can be uh, knocking on the right door, but if the timing is wrong, it can mess up. Things can mess up for your life. Timing. Somebody said timing is everything. Timing is everything. Acts chapter 9, verse 1 through verse 6, and then we're going to jump down to 10 through verse 16. And saw yet breathing out threatenings. And slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of them letters to Damascus, to the synagogues. And if he found any of, of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and then, and suddenly there, there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell down to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Let's read verse 6. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? <laughs> I believe that's for somebody today. 
You might be in the middle of a, of a cross uh, of a of crossroads. You might be uh, in a place where uh, there's there's decisions that need to be made. Hey, let me give you some wisdom. Uh, Saul at this time had an encounter with Jesus, and the Bible says in verse six that he comes. And he says, Lord, he acknowledges him. Lord, you're, you're my God. I'm going to look to you. You're going to be the one. You're the one, you're, you're the one who's going to give me a counsel. You're going to lead me. You're going to guide me. And then he asked this question that is so wrapped up in wisdom. What wilt thou have me to do? There's some of you that might be listening today that you might say, you know what? I don't even know what to do. I'm so caught up in this. I'm so wrapped up in this. I've got so many, so many uh, emotions going through me right now. I got so many thoughts. Uh, I left one thing, and then I, I'm waiting for something better. But, but I don't have the better. So, do I go back to the old? Uh, should I hook up with that old, with that old relationship? Should I get together with this other crowd? Should I go back to that old job, or should I wait? I don't, I don't have anything. There's a lot of thoughts going through your mind right now. Here's wisdom. Let's start seeking God. Say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? I've got a lot of options. And there's some things that might be good for me and some things that might be good for me just for the moment. And there might be somebody out there that, that are making decisions based on the moment. Don't make a, a uh, futuristic decision based on a temporary situation. I'm going to say that again. Do not make decisions that will affect the tomorrow based on a temporary situation could it be that you might have to wait it out could it be that you might have to just wait and see and just hold on to the faith hold on to hope and just prepare yourself educate yourself there's a better day tomorrow and and do not fall into and make covenant with and make contracts with or connect with people that you know are not going your direction do not make futuristic decisions based on temporary situations. That's wisdom for somebody right now. I really feel that in me. That's, that's, that's a word directed towards somebody right now. Don't be hooking up and don't be making decisions that are going to impact your future just because you have a present situation that is demanding something. Don't be forced. Get some wisdom in you. Hold on. The Bible says, that Saul said, what do you want me to do? What, what is it? What do you want me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Watch this. Every time you seek God, God will always send you an answer. The answer might not come the way you expect it. The, uh, the blessing might be wrapped up in a different box in a different way you might not it might not come the way you thought and yet god gives them instruction the lord gave him specific instruction when he asked for help let's go on let's finish this he says and the men which journeyed with him stood speechless hearing a voice but seeing no man and saw arose from the earth and when his eyes were opened he saw no man but they led him by the hand and brought him into damascus and he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. In other words, he fasted for three days. That that might be it. That that might be for somebody today. There, there, some doors won't open until you fast and pray. 
Some answers won't come into your life until you fast and pray and say, God, you know what? I need to fast and pray until you lead me. That, that's a word for somebody. He goes on to say, And there was a certain, certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in the vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Watch this. So as you seek the Lord and ask for direction, God's already preparing something somewhere else. And he's already talking to somebody else about your blessing. I need to I need to let that sink into somebody's mind and his spirit. As you you got to be confident and have the faith that as you take if, as you take a step, God's already preparing the answer. He's already working it all out. He's putting things together. That's timing doors. Because when Saul was on his way to do something, the Lord he had an encounter with the Lord. And the Lord said, I need you to do something. This is, this is me. This is Jesus. I'm your savior. I'm, I'm your Lord. I need you to, I need you to do something. I need you to go something. I need you to, I've got something in your, in, in purpose. I've got a purpose in mind. I've got an agenda for your life. Can I tell somebody today? It might not be for everybody, but God's something. God has got something so much more better than what you're trying to hold on to. But the best cannot be released until you let go of the, of, of the good. Sometimes, because we're still holding on to some things, God can't release his best. Sometimes. The past and the future cannot coexist. I'm going to say that again. The past and the future cannot coexist. So then, let me finish this off. Let's go to Gal Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says this, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Due season. Don't get tired of doing the right thing, for in due season you're going to reap if you faint not. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing the right thing. Pressure might want you to do something foolish. Pressure or loneliness uh, the wrong crowd. Just things that can that, that are surrounding you right now might be pressuring you to do the wrong thing. Stay focused. Hold on. Stay planted. Don't do foolish things. Don't. I, I've been there before where I've I've gone to do foolish things, and as I as always as on the, on the way going to do the foolish thing, I was. My mind, my convictions, the Lord was like, what are you doing? And, I, and at that one time, I, cho I chose to ignore. And I ended up in a wrong place. I ended up with wrong people. And then while being there, my conscience, my mind, me, myself saying, David, what in the world are you doing here? You know better. I'm talking to somebody today. You might be in that dilemma now. But just like you, you took the step to get there, you can take the step to come out. Let's finish. He says, he says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap it, we faint not. Due season means your appointed time, a set time. There is a time that God has appointed for you and me. God has made an appointment with your breakthrough and your name on it. He's made an appointment. Do not get tired of living right. Do not get tired of doing right. Do not get tired of praying of being faithful, of doing the right thing. Let everybody else do whatever they want. And if they want to do it, that's fine. But don't let the pressure rob you of the destiny that God has for you. 
The enemy will use your past to steal the present, the present opportunity today, and kill your future tomorrow. I'm going to say that again. The enemy. An enemy is anybody who focuses on your past so that you can consume thinking on the past and and consume your present day and not do nothing today and eventually will kill your future. Don't let that happen. I'm talking about timing doors, doors of timing. Don't get tired of doing good for in due season, there's a time when that door is about to open and what you've been believing God for, he's going to give it to you. You're going to step right into it. Keep on being faithful. Keep on doing the right thing. You're going to step right into it. You're going to step right into it. Watch what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 through 18. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Watch that. When 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 Paul got a revelation and he said, okay, wait a minute. I understand now that God, you, you predestined my life. You, you, your hand's been upon me. He did not confer with flesh and blood. Could it be that we're, we're trying to get an, uh, we're trying to get counsel from flesh and blood. We're trying to get counsel from the wrong voice. We need godly counsel. The Bible says he that trusts in man is cursed, but he that trusts in his God is blessed. It goes, on to, uh, it goes on to say, Neither went I up into Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years I went to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. Paul had an encounter with Jesus. And he separated himself and said, You know what? I'm not going to get together with flesh and blood. I, I, need, I need some time alone with God. I need to hear his voice. I need to understand his ways. I need to really get a hold of what he has in store for me. That's the answer. These faith doors or timing doors, I'm sorry, are doors that open according to God's time and his way. Psalms 102 verse 13. Let me tell you what time it is for you and me. Psalms 102. Psalms 102. Let me tell you what time you're living in right now. Verse 13, thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. Zion is the church, it's you and me. Get up, for there's for mercy is upon us, for the time to favor us, the time to favor her. Yea, the set time has come. God's time to favor you, to bless you, to heal you, to deliver you, to give you a better day. It's already upon you. He's waiting on you. The enemy would want you to think, and the world would want you to think, you got to wait on him. He's waiting on you. Because he's already got things in mind. What do we do? Apply ourselves to the word of God. Apply ourselves to the word of God. Let me finish with this. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And I know I'm taking a little bit uh, a little bit more time than I usually do. But I believe this is important. Let's read verse 7 through verse 9. Jesus answered. Jesus said. Then said Jesus. I'm sorry. Then said Jesus unto them again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. But by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I am the sheep. I am the door. Jesus said it. I am the door. I'm the door of the sheep. 
He is the door. Feeding. He's going to give you food. He's going to supply your needs. He's going to supply whatever you and I need. In his timing, in his way, it's his purpose. I'm here to let you know and to encourage you that be faithful. Don't give up. There are doors that God's going to open before you. But we need to hold on and we need to do it his way. This is Pastor David Rangel letting you know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it once, he'll do it again. If you have fallen, get back up. His mercy is bigger than your failure. Man, I got to say that again. I feel that for somebody. His mercy is bigger than your failure. And his grace is sufficient. You got what it takes to get up, live a life, and live a godly life according to his ways. For the best is upon you. Why do you say that, Pastor? The best that are upon us because this is the day that the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to follow him. I want to pray with him. I want to talk with him. I'm going to, I want to hear his voice. I want to do what he wants us to do. Somebody asked, why do you think Jesus never failed? Jesus said it. He says, whatever I hear my father say, that's what I say. Whatever I see my father do, that's what I do. That's the key for victory for you and I. Doors. There's a door in front of you. Some doors need to be closed. I pray, God, that those doors that, that, that are, are not good for us, God, close them in the name of Jesus. But there are some doors that are before you that you need to take action upon it. Because that door will never open until you prepare yourself. Could it be that God loves you so much that he's preparing you and he's protecting you from your own blessing? Because if he releases the blessing now, you ain't ready to contain it. You might mess things up if God gives you what you want right now. But God is so much more concerned about you than the blessing. Let him build you. Let him mold you. Let him, let him work in you. Could it be that our character, our nature, our, our habits are a need to be worked on? I, I ask God, God, work on me. God, make me a man that you can trust. You can trust me, God, with the word. You can trust me with influence, with money, with people, with relationships, with position. God, you can trust me, Lord. Make me a man you can trust. We're here to let you know that Jesus loves you. And he's got the best in store for you. He's got the best in mind. And he's got it all worked out. All you got to do, all you have to do is have faith in him. Follow his ways in the name of Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, we want to bless. Father, God bless you because of, who you, uh, because of your faithfulness and who you are. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to speak a word into the lives of your people. They are most treasured. You are the most valuable thing on this earth. You are the most valuable person on this earth. In God's eyes. In our eyes. There's nobody else like you. We love you. We're praying for you. We're believing God for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, encourage them. Save them. Deliver them. Set them free. Lead them and guide them. Protect them from all harm, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. And God... Open doors that we may be able to experience the best that you have in store for us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you. We bless you. We're praying for you. I pray for you every day. Believe in God and just trusting that God's working things out in your life. Please let us know. If you want to share a line, go to our David Rahel Ministries page on Facebook uh, and uh, share something. Just, just let us know, hey, I'm listening. Hey, you've blessed me or 
you know, we just help me pray in the name of Jesus. We love you. We're praying for you. And we thank God for you. God bless. Bye-bye.